This is the Grouse House Podcast. It's the 9th of October. It's football season. I'm talking the real shit. Aussie rules football. Let's. It's the off season. You'd think there's nothing to talk about. Mm. No, this is when it gets real, motherfucker. Bounce that pill. Happy uh, 9th of October. We're coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, the home of Aussie rules football. Actually, the Philadelphia Eagles, Mm. who have an Australian footballer. Yes, the Australian player, Jordan Melata. Mm-hmm. Australian professional, American football, offensive tackle for the Eagles. So we're an Australian country. You know, Tom, when the footy season ended last week, remember we were like, well, we better stop doing the podcast because football content is actually going to be uh, gone. Yeah. But uh, what we're discovering is the f- for the first time doing this podcast over a year, we're experiencing for the first time the ebbs and flows of an AFL football season. And we're feeling generations and generations of content being made throughout a year so that media organizations and the AFL itself can make money for a longer period, right? Mm-hmm. There's a preseason where people are talking about it before a pill is even officially bounced. Yeah. There's the middle of the year. There's shit like gather round. There's the finals. There's the down, there's the gather round. There's the the, the, the extended... There, there's lots of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And we thought when the ball was bounced last week, for the, la- the pill was bounced for the last time last week, that would be it. Mm-hmm. But no... It's just started. Genuinely, I think there's more stuff to talk about this week than there's been for months. For months. months. Genuinely. Yeah, I, I We agree. say genuinely a lot. Can we get a t-shirt that says, hey, bounce that pill, comma, genuinely? A hundred percent. Yeah, you say that a lot. I say genuinely a lot. You say international a lot. But that's, what, what's, what, what's, what, what, are we, what are we trying to say when we say these things? Um, and, uh, a strong affirmative. Let's look at syn- synonyms for genuinely. Authentically, mm-hmm. really, yep. actually, mm-hmm. originally, yep. it's a bona fide, true, veritable, unfeigned, unadulted, un- unalloyed, sterling, attested, undisputed. See, these aren't... Yeah, they're not quite right. What's, an, what, what's another word for it? 100% like... Correct. Correct. Let's, Absolutely. Yeah, let's Genuinely. Look let's look that up. Couldn't agree more. That's accurate. I could say that accurately that... <laughs> Um, vera- voraciously voracious, yeah, that's good Use that one un- Unerringly Unerringly is good I mm. like unerringly Voracious Faithfully Yeah Alright I'll try some of these I'll try and remember okay, to do try them. and get them in There's so much to talk about this week mm-hmm. And we got to crack in Firstly uh, We're in America now The last time I think we spoke to you We were in the United Kingdom Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah correct yeah. We're only there a week ago Yeah um, and we've been here forever, it feels like. Yes, but we, it does. We've been in New York City, the uh, the big app, Apple, as they call it, sincerely, mm-hmm. uh, voraciously. And <laughs> we've just, we've, we did our first show there and then we've traveled down to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, the home of Ben Franklin mm. and the Philadelphia 76ers, the Eagles, the Flyers, the, uh, who's the other one? The Phillies. Yes. And the uh, there's a new team, the Hope. I think the Philly Hope, they're called. What do they do? Soccer. Oh, soccer, right. Anyway, so we had one night off in... Uh, in New York or a couple of nights off to be honest but I was sitting there and I was like I think I'm going to go to an NFL game Mm. because I looked up there was a game of NFL football with American gridiron football in it was the Giants the New York Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks and I said I'm going to potentially try and go to that yeah so I bought a ticket for like 200 bucks I was Mm -hmm. like whatever standard yeah I went by myself because I'm very cool because none of the Auntie Donna boys want to go. You had work. You were yeah, having I was, meetings. I was having a meeting. Otherwise, I would have gone 100%. It, you would have... Tom, you would have hated this. Yeah, I would have. I'm going to tell you an invention now. <laughs> you would have hated this. Bounce that sting voraciously. Thank you. So, I look up on Google. The problem now with Google Maps is when you're on a... When we were kids... You'd have to get out of Melways, mm. even when you're in New York. You'd yeah. get out of Melways. Yeah. And you go, I don't know where I'm going. Or you'd just have to ask someone or you go, it's too hard. I don't know how to get there. And that'd be the end of it. But for me, all I did was I Googled maps how to get to MetLife Stadium, which mm. is where the Giants and the Jets play. And I went, great, 53 minutes. That's very reasonable. Yes. There's some people in Melbourne 
who travel further to go to the MCG, you know? Yes. So it's easy. That's normal. It's a normal commute. So I go, great. But I don't look at the details of that 53 minutes. <laughs> sure, sure. So I just, I got on the, I walk out of my hotel. I get on a subway. That takes me about five blocks. I get off that subway. I get on another subway that takes me across New York. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, across Manhattan, I should say, gets me off at Grand Central Station. Correct. And then I have to walk three minutes to the Port Authority bus terminal. Mm-hmm. And then I get, I, I'm all of a sudden, I'm in this whole separate area underground where buses are taking off from different ports. And I have to get on the 163. And there's this massive line. And I'm like, this is this is changed now. It's not an easy commute anymore. Yeah, because totally. I'm getting on like a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting on a like a greyhound, and so I'm getting in. I'm like, I don't even know if I have the right ticket anymore. Because when you get on, it's a great initiative over there. It's what we need to do in Melbourne. You and in the London, you can do everything with GPay, with Google Pay on your oh, phone. Oh right, okay. And I think even Apple Pay, you can get on the subway by just scanning your thing. Yeah, right. And it's very reasonable. It's all very good. I bought a card. I bought one of the floppy cards. You stupid. Yeah, I didn't know. Dumb fuck. Yeah, I didn't know. No, it's great. Your little scan thing, it's awesome. So then I get on the bus and there's this other guy there, this nice local guy, and he's like, hey, are you going to that Giants game? And I was like, yeah, Google told me to go here. He's like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either. And so we're sitting a few seats away from each other. He's like, I was like, do I have to have a ticket? He's like, yeah, you got to have this. And he shows me a ticket. All of a sudden, I'm fear evading, something I, <laughs> something I never want to do in Melbourne. And then he's like, you got to download the app and then get this. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm feverishly trying to download the app and get the ticket. And I end up getting it. It costs $2.60. I'm like, that's quite reasonable. Hopefully no one bothers me. And then all of a sudden, we're taking off out of Manhattan. We go into the Holland Tunnel. There's mm. traffic everywhere. Oh, I, left, I left, by the way, an hour and a half early because I was like, I want to see... Everything. I want to see the national anthem. I want to see the racism. I want to see the... Hot I want to see the hot dogs. I mm. want to see the cheesesteaks. I want to see the fireworks. So I left very early. We're in the Holland Tunnel. Traffic, traffic, traffic. I'm like, this is sad. I, I feel sad on this coach. Mm. And I don't like uh, buses at the, at the best of times. Right. But I'm on a bus into New Jersey now. And... It's going, and but what I see on the Google Maps is I don't have to go on one bus. I have to go on two buses. Oh, no. So it takes, it looks like it went up on the map. It, the bus was supposed to take me up past MetLife Stadium, around the top of it, past it, and then another bus would take me down. South. Yeah, right. Closer to it, right? Mm. And I was like, okay, S- seems weird. So we're going through this peak hour New Jersey highway traffic and I look up and MetLife Stadium is next to the bus <laughs> and we're going around it yeah. and I can see it I'm looking at it and I keep looking at the other guy who was going to Giant Stadium because I'm like maybe he knows where he's going he's from here we go past it there's a bus stop that's relatively close but it's on the other side of a major freeway like the mm. equivalent of the Eastern Freeway yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or the Ring Road even yeah and so it goes past that and then flash forward three minutes, we're in the fucking suburbs of New Jersey now. It's like Sopranos. Yeah. Just driving around. The guy looks at me and goes, should we get off? And I said, I think so, yeah. And so we both get off and we go to the lady who's driving the bus. We go, Dude, how do we get to MetLife? Should we? And he's like, and she's like, oh yeah, you should have got off back there, which <laughs> is the opposite of what Google Maps yeah, told yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we get off and we're standing at like a convenience store in the suburbs of New Jersey. And he's like, let's just get an Uber. You want to split? And I said, I would love that, sir. Yeah. So we're standing there and we're talking. And then just about 10 meters away, there's this nice looking couple sort of half looking at us. And they look lost as well. Yeah. And we're talking and then they're looking at us. And we're, yeah, I don't know. And we're waiting for our Uber. It's going to be 10 minutes or something and it keeps canceling. And meanwhile, the game is getting closer and closer and closer. And so... These guys eventually walk up and they're like, hey, going? Are you guys going to the Giants game too? <laughs> and um, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, our Uber's coming now. You want to fucking hop in with us? And I'm like, yes, please. That'd be great. So I'm like, you're from Australia? And they're like, yeah, we are, cunt. And I was like, where are you? I was like, let me guess where you're from yeah. by your accents. Yeah. Like, yeah, fucking have a crack, you cunt. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, great. Um, Queensland? And like, no. you should. And I was like, I was like, I said, I'm from Melbourne. Like, you should know your own kind. And I was like, oh, fuck, where are you actually from? And they're like, Nary Warren. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, great. 
And so they were a lovely couple on a on a which is you know a rite of passage for all Australians or a, yeah. or, a, or a certain type of Australian is to do your New York trip where you go to New York, you eat the food, and then you do the New Orleans mm. and the, you know. And they were doing that, and they were a lovely couple. And so we got all of a sudden this New York guy is going to a Giants game with three Australians. <laughs> and like, um, so then we get back in this Uber and power back to MetLife Stadium, fucked in traffic, right? Yeah. So yeah. my hour and a half early has spiraled down to the game's kickoff is in 10 minutes. Yeah, right. And I'm stuck in traffic and we are not moving, right? And people on the freeway are getting out of their cars or their Ubers and sprinting down the service uh, laneway hmm. to try and get to the Giants Stadium. That's insane. And so just running, like just mountains, of, like, look, look, like, um, War of the Worlds with yeah, Tom Cruise yeah. is running down this like holding their baby screaming but in Giants clothes not GWS Giants I was misinformed I thought it might have been the GWS Giants <laughs> playing anyway gets closer and closer our Uber driver just snaps and then pulls into the left lane and just starts speeding like it's like it's to save our life kind of thing Yeah. and then he gets past all the traffic gets close we get out and sprint fireworks are going off and then they're my new. They're my three best friends for what we had been through, and then we all split off and go to our seats. I watched the game. Uh, it was very fun. There was eighty three thousand sold out, all going for one team, which was yeah. what we talk about all the time, Tom. How cool that is! Yeah, and it's one of the privileges of being in a country where there's three hundred thirty million people compared to our twenty four million. Is every team has a sold out fan base? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they don't exist. Cause yeah, it's, they, financially. You know, they're all privately owned, so you only have a team if they're financially uh, viable. Mm -hmm. So it's a sold-out crowd of Giants fans, and I was like, I think the Giants are crap, but I don't know. I know the Seahawks are historically good, so mm -hmm. I don't know how this game will go. And it's fantastic, by the way. Um, I'll put up some videos maybe, but the, the crowd's fantastic. There's lots of cool food around. The stadium's a bit shit, to be honest, but the most bizarre thing to me mm. is where this thing was built. Yeah. What I discovered is the experience that I had was actually just what everyone has going to this stadium. Like every week. There's no options. Yeah. So right. it's built on a swamp in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Compared to the MCG where there's every kind of mode of transport to yeah, arrive. Yeah. Tram, train, bus. There's, you know, it's you can get, it's next to the city. Fantastic. Yeah. This was bizarre. And so we fi I finally get in and take my seat. And I watch a bit of football and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a hot dog. Yeah. I got fries yeah. and I got a fountain Pepsi. Yeah. So just like from the machine. Right. And that was like a fair amount of money. Yeah, totally. Hot dog, I was hoping would be one of those big thick boys, which yeah, I talk yeah, about this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Just a classic hot just dog. Classic, yeah. It was fine, actually. Yeah, it would have been great. Do you know the key, I think, to the what's wrong with the hot dogs at the MCG mm. is they're not sweet or um, they're not sweet enough. Okay. They're just a bit just white bread situation. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Like a little bit more sweetie, a little bit more brioche, I think would be the vibe. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not brioche in a fancy way, just a bit more butter to it or something like that. Because the simplest of, I know you haven't eaten in a while, so mm. it's going to upset you. But um, yeah, and I thought the chips were bad. Yeah, totally. The, there's a problem overseas, right? It's when Australia, everything's salted, but you can add a bit of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the UK, there's no salt. Yep. You must add salt, which mm -hmm. I think is one of the worst things happening totally. in that country. This country, they salt, but you can't find salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but it was okay. Yeah, I think with salt, you need to do the bain-marie toss. Yes. Otherwise, it's not truly salted. Yes. So I did that, and then later, this mm. is the thing I think we could implement at the MCG and your, and your Eddie Heads or your Marvels or your wherever you are. Mm -hmm. There was a few stands doing Mrs. Field cookies. Mm. Which I don't think we do well enough. At the MCG, from my experience, there's just coffee stands yep. where you can get donuts. And might have a muffin or something. Yes. Yeah. And that's not good enough for dessert. The yeah. other, the only other alternatives are like magnums in the freezer. Oh, yeah. Or um, like twirls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the only dessert options you really have. Yeah. I think that the AFL and the, and the stadiums could really up their game in this department. Yeah. In a really big way. Some hot cookie ice cream sundaes would go down a treat. Yeah, because I think people don't want to have dinner at the game. They want to have a little snack. Like, yeah, totally. That's totally. why the chicken tenders and chips is what seems to sell best for them. Yeah. Because you don't want to get a spaghetti. Correct. But maybe you're up for a little dessert. Yes. Am I wrong in thinking, though, that a lot of men see eating a sweetie as a sign of weakness? 
Potentially. I mean, you know I mean, me and you certainly don't. But like, say you're at a football... <laughs> I definitely don't. But there's been points where I'm like, I look a bit silly here. Oh, right. Totally, totally. There was this one time where I was in Perth and I was eating a, um, a cruffin with a, with a soft serve in the middle of it. It yeah. was like a cruffin sandwich with soft serve in the middle of it at a place called Whisk Creamery in Perth. I love it. And I was one eating of my favourite places. I was eating it on the street with a spoon like in, at a table and it was a lot. It's a lot for a, for a person to be eating, an adult to be eating. And this... You know how there's like crazy middle-aged women... Yes. Like who are, you know, you're, you're, some of them related to you. Yes. Uh, and walking, I was there, she was sort of like, she was in her own world and she walked past me and she looked at me and it wasn't, sometimes when you're eating something, a crazy dessert. Yeah. People are like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yes. Or yes, yes. Like, oh, I'm getting, I got diabetes looking at it. People yeah. say shit like that. Correct. Yeah. Because they're so shocked. Some of them are partly a bit jealous. Mm -hmm. Some of them are offended that you're eating it. Some are like, I would never do that. It's just so shocking. This lady looks at me and she looks at me like offended. Like, what? Like, how dare you? And she looks at it and she, and I'm like, she wants me to be like, (laughs) I'm so silly. Yeah. yeah. And she looks at me like staring, like, are you going to explain yourself? (laughs) And then she goes, after a while, she goes, that is far too decadent. <laughs> and then walked off. Like yelled at me. That's insane. For eating the... Anyway, I think a lot of men at the football are like, oh, I'm fucking serious. So yeah, totally. if they wouldn't have a little a little sweetie, you know, or like might feel insecure having a little Sunday. Yeah, sure. Because you're a man at the footy, you should have a beer. Yeah, and a pie. But anyway, I had these Mrs. Fields and they weren't warm or anything. They were just like... Cook nice yeah, fresh cookies, cookies yeah. packaged up. Yeah, I think they would go off at the MCG. Yeah, they were nice because when you get to three quarter time or even half time, you're like, time for a little sweetie. Yeah, in my opinion, I had an M M&M and M cookie slice. Oh yeah, that sounds nice. It was okay. Okay, it was it was on the same level as every sh- other shit you get from it. Yeah, totally. I hear you. Anyway, so I get the the game's good. I leave it like three quarter time because I've got severe anxiety about how the fuck <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get home because yeah. I'm like I don't even know how to like, how to get at home at all. Yeah, totally. And I was like, and Giants were getting pumped really bad, and I was like, I've experienced this. The other thing about NFL, it's nine hours long. Yes, it is very long. AFL is long. Yeah, two and a half hours, two and a half hours plus. NFL is longer. Yeah, it is. It started at like eight. I think. Yeah. And it finished at like 10:45. Yeah. yeah. I remember it's the a, Super Bowl was always a marathon. Same length, I think, but it was mon- it was it was just brutal. A lot more stops. That's why we sh- Monday night football. That's why night football in the AFL mm. should start at 7:30 at yeah, the latest. Probably, yeah. I know there's people trying to get to the game, but man, like you can't be getting home at of midnight. Yeah, that's too late. Anyway, so I left early, and the only way to get back that I could figure out was to go to the Uber pickup area yeah, and just fight for my life. Yeah. So I ended up doing that and it was okay because no one had left yet. Yeah, right. And just dudes going, hey, come in my car. <laughs> You're like, no, thank and you. And mine was $60 back to Manhattan, right? Okay, that Which sounds is, about right. It was, it's it's yeah, very big, expensive, yeah, but yeah. 60 bucks. I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll get that. And guys are going, how much do you get? How much, where are you going? I go, Manhattan. He's like, come with me. I was like, how much? You do it for 50 and the guy goes, 200. And I went, are you serious? He's like, 150. And I was like, go away. And, um, and then I ended up getting taxi home. The guy liked cricket. And it was great. Yeah, great. For 60 bucks. So all in all, pretty fucked experience. Yep. But um, magical. Sorry I talked about that so long. But that was my NFL experience. Yeah, great. Let's talk about AFL bands. This is why this part of the year is the best time for football. Yeah. Right? It's because... It's why I'm sad I'm overseas, but lucky we have the internet. Is the best thing about the AFL, the number one thing that the AFL does, started last week, and that is NAB Trade Radio. <laughs> the best... It, did you listen to any trade radio, Tom? No, I've been following on, on X, but... Um, on drugs? No, <laughs> on, on Twitter. Um, I've been following the updates. You know how they do little quote tweets and that? Yes. But yeah, no, I haven't actually tuned in. For the layperson... Mm. Let me let me talk you through NAB Trade Radio. Okay. NAB Trade Radio is a is a creation by Croc Media, mm-hmm. aka our mates at Craig Hutchison's house. Yep, SEN. They make a daily 
I think it's from 7 a.m. to 9 or 8 or 9 p.m. Yeah. Radio station that only exists from this period to the end of trade period, right? Mm. And it is wall-to-wall trade coverage when nothing is happening. Yeah. Nothing. So it's got good people. It's got people like Damian Barrett. It's got Josh Jenkins. It's got Tom Morris and Sam Edmund, who are the same person. Yeah. Uh, and they just... Kane Corns, I think, does a little bit yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, they all, all the Sarah, SCN people Sarah, pop Sarah, Ollie, they all do a few hours. Yeah. And essentially the model is n- nothing's happening. Yeah. But we think AFL listeners are stupid enough to still listen in case something happens. So I think how many trades were there this week? One? I, I was going to ask you that. There was one free agent move. Is trade period even open? Yes, it is because there's been a done deal happen. Right, okay, because I thought all the ones that had happened were all free agency, but... Um, it, ha- it finishes It finishes in like two weeks. Yeah, right, okay. Because, yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, nothing has happened this week. It's just been... <laughs> as a, in a way, yes, nothing has happened, but in a more accurate way, everything's happened. Tom. Yeah. So w- this is the main thing that happened this week is, I forget the day, but early on in the week, Tom Morris, our mate Tom Morris, the award-winning yep. Tom Morris, comes out and says... Um, Clayton Oliver, Melbourne are open to trade discussions about Clayton Oliver. They're hearing trade discussions. Bring us an offer. And that, that was like everyone's like, oh, that's a bit interesting. That's interesting. Mm. The most interesting bit though was that Melbourne never responded. Yeah. And then that opened up the doors. The next day, it got even more serious. This was very good for the AFL landscape because they were like fucking sick, something to talk <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that's going to fill the week. And so then Clayton said he's open to a trade to Adelaide. Yeah. And then very gradually just kept going and going. And then what, by the end of Friday, by Friday morning, it was all done? Yeah. <laughs> it was Clayton is staying. If we talked about this five days ago or four, three or four days ago, we would have been able to talk about this for hours yeah totally it was very interesting all the ups and downs but it's very interesting because as someone who we've taken a peek behind the curtain of the media often Broden. what do you this mean podcast oh yes you know we've talked about like, oh, just a little peek just a little a little a little look at the scrot yeah and that, the most interesting thing about this was who leaked it why what what did we get out of it what you know all that sort of stuff is what was really interesting because a lot of people going after Tom Morrison saying, oh, look, it was a fake story. They shouldn't have even brought it up. But that's not true. Like, there's no, no. way he would have reported it The rule of an AF- true. The royal, rule of an AFL fan is whenever shit like this breaks, you got to get mad at the person breaking it, even yeah. if they're completely true. Yeah. So there's, you know, 45-year-olds from Clayton going, oh, I reckon we should kill him. Yeah. Because And then, like, if we were to win the flag, we'd like, suck on that, Tom Morris. Yeah, like, yeah. He was, like, he was out to... To I'll, get him, yeah. I'll always remember this post on Demon Land, which is a Demon fans forum, mm-hmm. which is not great. And I remember... <laughs> I have, I've always remembered this. Some nuff on that page in the year that we drafted uh, Jack Viney and Jimmy Tumpus, mm. um, did a post after the draft that went... Suck on that Caroline Wilson with a photo of Jimmy <laughs> Tumpus and Jack Vine. He's like, now what are you going to do? Like Caroline Wilson gives a fuck. And the best thing is we overlooked Ollie Wines for Jimmy Tumpus. Yeah. Who fucking sucked. <laughs> Ended up being a Brownlow medalist. Um, yeah. So I am assuming that Melbourne leaked this story. Is that what you've come to? Nah. I think it just got out through managers and shit. Right. I think. Clayton was upset that they went, hey, pull up your bootstraps or whatever. Totally. It feels like he, um, he's he been having some issues for sure. Yes. And then, then then a few player managers spoke to a few people and it got back to journalists and oh, hello. And then when questions were asked, it just keep blowing up. So at the very least, Melbourne decided not to address it for a few days just to see, let's let this sit for a yeah. bit. It's interesting that because they came out and were very like, he's not up for trade discussion, which it seems to be a bit of a lie. Yeah. Or like in a, you know, that plausible deniability is we never offered him, but that doesn't mean that the player manager wasn't told to explore other options. Yeah, totally, yeah. It's interesting, though, if they would have actually traded him because... I I don't think so. The whole thing 
felt like a scare tactic to me. Like one where Clayton's mental health could have come into question, but yeah. like and and interesting. It must have been pretty serious behind closed doors. I oh, imagine it felt like a bluff calling situation where they're like, "No, you can genuinely go if you're not going to improve." Yeah. And, and then obviously he got scared about and, that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And they maybe felt that um they could they could do they could do with a season without him if it meant a, a fuck ton of picks, which they seem to be going for. But then on the other side, they um I I think as soon as it got out, from what I can see, all the Melbourne fans were like, if you do this and you've lost two two seasons in a row, yeah, then um then I'm gonna I'm gonna find out where your training facility is, which you don't have, and I'm going to protest there. Even though you don't have a real home, Yeah, we're going to protest somewhere that bothers you. But the other thing for me, right, I was thinking before this happened, mm. is Simon Goodwin has fumbled the bag so badly two seasons in a row and wasted um, the valuable years of Petrarca, Gorn, Oliver, Stephen May, Jake Lever, all these really good generational Melbourne players. I was like... If you are Simon Goodwin, you need to be apologizing to Oliver, mm -hmm. um, Dustin Martin, Jack Viney, because the amount of work they did all year to cover up the shit that he said he'd fix a year ago. That someone, there was a quote from Simon Goodwin after we lost straight sets in 2021, no, 2022, saying we need to sort out our forward line. And then there's exactly the same 12 months later saying we need to sort out our forward line. So if your coach is not fixing problems and Stephen May and Lever are doing elite defending and your mm -hmm. midfielders are doing elite midfielding and this guy hasn't fixed it for two years all of those players have a right to say apologize to me fix this or go yeah so that's what i was thinking beforehand it doesn't obfuscate simon goodman of the responsibility to fix the fucking team yeah and i've heard a little bit of leaking about melbourne saying that we're actually going to sit tight we don't need any more forwards if that's the case i'm going to do so i'm going to start throwing haymakers yeah Tom. I Maybe they that. think this Shane McAdam bloke's going to uh, fill the void. I just don't think that's the case, right? It's just another if that's JBR, the case, another middling player. If, if Melbourne think that that's – if getting that guy's the fix, which I don't think, but if that's what they think – then they're closer to haymakers than they even know. Well, themselves. exactly, and they've got Fullerton too. So maybe they, they just keep filling up the list with these like shacky types, you yes. know, mi good players. Don't get me wrong; I'm not bagging the players, but these middling What's forwards. Your, what is your problem with the players? Why <laughs> why do you always go the players? I don't have any problem with Shane McAdams or Fullerton, but I just don't think they're fixing the issue at Melbourne when you've got JVR, you had Shacky, you had Tom McDonald, you had all these forwards who have sort of proven that they're not it. Let me go through the Fox Sports updates, all right? All right. Ruckman Matt Flynn has officially landed at West Coast on a three-year deal. Okay. Who is that? Matt Flynn's a Ruckman? Correct. Great. That's what it says in that sentence. Yeah, I think because Briggs, Kieran Briggs came into GWS and absolutely... F Flynn had fallen out of favour at the Giants. Yeah, because Briggs has been so good. Like, I just out of nowhere too, so... I thought it had said Flynn had fallen out of flavour. <laughs> that would Giants. be delicious. Um, and then I think because of uh, Nat Nui. So, is he good? Uh, I think he was good before Briggs came in and was just 10 times better, yeah. Sydney have signed James Jordan from Melbourne. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, that's a free agency move, right? Yes. You guys aren't getting anything yet. Yeah, maybe trades can't happen yet. Yeah, that's what I think, Brad. I think that's where we're at. But free agency is open. Yes. And it's also like restricted free agency and all that. So like there's player movement, but there's no actual trades, I think. And they've also announced, well, Fremantle announced Joel Hamling was also on his way to the Sydney Swans. Yeah, correct. Who is that? Uh, Hamling, yeah. I don't know much about him. I'm sure he's good. <laughs> he, yes, it's, yes. Uh, Sydney doing the same thing as Melbourne and just filling up on average midfielders, I guess. Western Bulldogs utility Buku Kamas has reportedly signed a one-year deal to remain at the club. Hey, Bulldogs are interesting. Why? Because they have gone hard. Mm. This is my hot take that I haven't seen anywhere, Tom. Yeah. Do you want an actual hot take? Yeah. Do a little siren for a hot take. Okay. Hot take. Make this little ring. Hot take. Hot take. All right. They've gone hard at Justin Lepich oh, yeah, to be that, yeah. second in charge at the Bulldogs, right? Yeah. This is my. This is what I reckon. Yeah. So he Lepich is the favourite son of the AFL now, right? Yeah. From a year or so ago, where he was just doing Jared Waitley talking about and doing a bit of media, and he was, mm. and he's been welcomed back into the coaching world after he thought he was done. Yeah. I reckon they're out on beverage or they're like, fuck, we love beverage. You got us our first flag in a billion years. Mm. But let's bring this guy in on big money. And when beverage fumbles 
our new coach is here. Yeah, right. That's my vibes. It's interesting that he would choose Bulldogs though because it feels like he could go anywhere for any job, including senior coaching roles. So like... What senior coaching roles are available now, Thomas? Well, I actually don't know. None's coming to mind. There isn't any, unless the Tasmanian... Did Richmond get theirs? Yes, they've got Adam Uze. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a good choice. McWalters uh, at the D's. Yes, but you know what I mean? He opted out of going for some of those roles. So that's what was reported at least. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Like, yeah, it's an interesting move. So it's. I think that it's, it, it's funny that we're at a point with the AFL now where assistant coaching roles are like a talking point. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, so Buku Kamas re-signed. Aaron Norton also signed for 40 years. That's crazy. That's it's a long. Kane Corns was not happy about that. No, time. he always goes off on these. Oh, ones. And Kane Corns is usually a pretty level-headed, calm, easy take mm. sort of man. Yeah, totally. Do you know how much of his anger comes from living in Adelaide, Yuri? Oh, a good chunk. And I believe that's all the signings. Yeah, Fullerton right. us is set to request a trade to the D's. Oh, right. So these are all. Everything else is requests. Just or, guys. Or rumors. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. Xavier Dersma could be on the move this trade period. It's all going to happen next week, and that's yeah. when you listen to trade period. Trade period, right? It's actually unlistenable because they talk for the minimal amount of time yeah. that they possibly can to consider to be called a radio station, mm. and then they go to the same fucking five ads. Yeah. The ads are gardening with Pope. Mm-hmm. We're about to use a Pope. Yep. Archie's footwear, which I don't even know what that is. Beaumonts, Beaumonts. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. Beaumonts, that one. Yeah. And then there's where the trade is, mates. And that's I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. Yeah, they're the and Reem. Yeah, right. Install the Reem. Install the Reem. Install the Reem. Install the Reem. Hottest hot hot water you've ever seen. Rain comes on steady, hot and strong. It just, just keeps on and on. Install the rain. Install the rain. Install the rain. So that's they're the ones. Yeah, totally. But what I would say is, don't listen to our podcast. Go and listen to nine hours of this stuff instead. Yeah, makes it actually gives me depression. Yeah, but I do listen to it all. I was on the bus to the Giants game, listening to trade radio, yeah, and that's I was like, insane. this is a low point for me. Yes. I need to. Enrich my life. It's a huge low point. Anyway, that's Trade Radio Talk. Now for a fun news segment. Hit that sting. This is our weekly quiz we're going to do in the off-season to keep you engaged, keep you on your footy toes, and it's brought to us by our good mates at Quizmeisters. We love Quizmeisters, Tom. They took, they helped us get her in Australia. They're helping you feed Atlas. And not only that, they're great quizzes. With over 150 shows a week, Quizmasters is Australia's most popular and least shit trivia. Mm-hmm. Quizmasters also do custom shows, so if you're keen to ensure the work Christmas party, your next birthday, or another special event doesn't suck, they'll sling you 10% off with the code Bounce That Pill when booking. Head to quizmasters.com, the footy, to find your nearest venue or to book a show. Are you ready to do the quiz? Sure. You at home can play along. I'm going to do it towards you, though, Tom. Yeah. So we're going to do a few of these a week. Okay. And if you, uh, if every question you get wrong, I'm going to take off one of your nuts. Okay. There's six questions. Five, six, six questions. Six questions. Five. Oh, my God. All right? Okay. I'm focused. Which AFL player's dad tattooed Harry Styles when One Direction came to town in 2013? Mm-hmm. Multiple choice. Yeah. I saw this article this week. Really? Yeah, I can't well, remember who it was though, so hit me. It was a, a Collingwood a, player, I think. Dane Swan. Yep. No. B, Dan McStay. Mm-hmm. C, Trent Cotchin. Mm-hmm. D, Tom Liberatore. I'm 90% sure it was a Collingwood player, so I'll have to go with McStay. Correct. Woo! His dad, Trevor, has run a dynamic tattoos in Richmond for over 30 years. Despite this, Dan McStay is a, clear, is a clean skin with no tattoos. Truly contrarian to Colin colleagues. That's interesting. He didn't get a he didn't get a premiership medal. No, probably deserved one. Yes, because he played in all the games all year. Yeah, and was very good in that prelim. Especially the the all the finals leading up. He was he deserves one. Yeah, I think if, so. But that's that thing of the whole. Who cares? It's just a medal. Eight year olds get medals for for fucking coming second in their D grade basketball games, playing for Eltham Wildcats. Yeah, it genuinely. I, I I often think about this because for me, 
if I was an AFL football player, uh, AFL football player, and I played two hundred games and I made a good wage, I'd be so stoked. No premierships, no medals, nothing. Um, but then you have players who are so competitive; they want that medal, you know. Yes, Thomas. Yeah. Which team has won twenty-seven wooden spoons? Do you know what a wooden, wooden spoon? spoon is? Okay, Do you know I have what that no means? idea. I, I bet you it's Carlton. But you, you know, know what a wooden spoon is? Is when you come last. Yes. On the bottom of the ladder. Yes. Um, you said Carlton. Well, that's a guess, but give me the multiple choice. There is no multiple choice. Oh, oh, no. I can make a multiple choice. No, no, that's fine. I'm going to make a multiple choice. I, I, I would Carlton? guess Carlton because they've all the years that I've watched Carlton, they've fini- they've had the most number one picks. They've been on the bottom the most. Who is the, name your four biggest loser clubs and see if this team falls into it. As in, like, <laughs> you just think a loser. I'm not trying to upset audience <laughs> members. I'm just trying to make them come because, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think um, pick four teams to be abused by. So when I think of Carlton, right? I think of Cruiser, Gibbs, uh, Mark Murphy. I think of Patrick Cripps. I think of what well, Sam Walsh. Just I like think you said Cripps twice. Did I? Well, I meant um, Bryce Gibbs. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe so. You said endless Gibbs. pick one. So I think Carlton would be a big one. And then obviously you keep saying Carlton. I know. That's my argument for Carlton. And then I think like. Like, North has been very bad while I've been watching North. Yes. And then I guess... You forget well, those periods, though, where they were very good. Exactly. They haven't really been... They've made a prelim while I've been watching footy, like really into footy, but that's about it. Picture Boomer Harvey to Nick Del Santo from Todd Goldstein over to uh, Drew Petrie yeah. to... You know that that all these nice boys. One hundred percent, and like Boomer's not a nice boy, but so you get, you know, it can't yeah. be an expansion club because twenty seven is too many. Yeah, and then I don't like your Hawthorne and Geelongs and stuff seem to have been so successful for so long. Yeah, but they've had down periods. Yeah, but see, not when I've been watching. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, in the period you've been watching, which is about fifteen years, but even has from like anyone eighties onwards, you know, in the period that you've been watching for fifteen years, has anyone lost? Has anyone won twenty seven wooden spoons in fifteen <laughs> no, years? No, no, but um. But then thinking about it, like what are the teams that struggled and almost capitulated? Well, it's Hawthorne, right? And Melbourne. Mm. So I, if I had to pick four, I'd go Hawthorne, Melbourne, North and Carlton. And who are you picking? Carlton. The answer is St Kilda. Oh, right. They have more than double the wooden spoons really? of, of everybody any else. other team. I guess they've got a lot of pick ones that come to mind as well, like Nick Rewalt. It's what Charlie Clawson, when he was talking to us, was like, we're a team of misery and we've found joy in other places. But yeah. I don't really consider them a down-and-out team in the last... To be fair, in the last maybe 23 years, I don't consider them a down-and-out team. No, I can't remember them winning the wooden spoon in the last 20 years, to be honest. They might have, but I don't remember. They got Nick Rewalt yeah. and Kaczynski at one point. Yeah, right. They both pick ones. I don't know, but they were both high. Yeah, Nick Rewalt was pick one, for sure. And I think Kaczynski may have been as well. Yeah, right. Or yeah. maybe he might have been two or some shit like that. So the Saints are really bad, huh? Yeah, but not recently. <laughs> not I don't, recently. I, don't cons- I think it's fair what you're saying. Yeah. Carlton are the worst team. Next one. Which AFL gun left his car parked at the MCG for two months and was spotted hanging in the Maldives with Serena Williams after the 2019 Grand Final? Jack Rewalt, Dustin Martin, mm-hmm. Tim Taranto, or Toby Green. I know it's Dustin Martin, but I didn't know the second bit about the Maldives. <laughs> yeah, he just left for the Maldives. <laughs> I knew he left his car there. That was famously um, joked and reported on. But yeah, so he was hanging out with Serena Williams in the Maldives, huh? Martin and Serena got to know each other through mutual friend Ash Barty, who, <laughs> play, so who goes for Richmond. Oh, there you go. But he, he, I've never seen Dustin Martin talk. I know he talks, and yeah. I know he has talked, yeah. but I've never seen him talk. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Makes me think... That um, he's actually a really interesting person if you talk to him. He could be, yeah. I think um, we have friends of friends who have met Dustin and said something similar. Who? Well, Max directed an ad that he was in. Oh, yeah. I wrote that ad. <laughs> yeah, and you wrote the ad and I did the music Fun for fact it. I've never talked about. I wrote that Dusty and Rusty ad. Do you remember that, audience? Yeah, and I did the music and Max directed it. And Max um, is a huge Richmond fan and got to meet Dusty and have some conversations with him. And he said he was very but lovely. he could have been the most disinteresting person in the world and Max would have said he's incredible <laughs> he might have yeah um, <laughs> alright this is a behind the screens question this is guess the AFL player from mm-hmm. a comment left on their Instagram account okay this is fun okay yep. and this is not multiple choice I okay. could make a multiple choice no no that's fine that's fine always kiss the homies goodnight always kiss the homies goodnight 
Um, I'm so there's like 600 players, Brayden. So I, I can. Might, that's what I'm saying. I can. I make might it. need a, a little, not multiple choice. Just give me a, like a couple of hints, and we'll see how many hints it takes me. Um. So okay. Um. A very out there player. A very people say things like, "Oh yeah, he um he really shows who he is." Yeah. Right. Um. That's the first question. Okay, okay. Let me think on that first, for a bit. First hint. So I'll do the... Um, what's that show with Eddie Maguire? Um, Millionaire Hot Seat. I'll do the Millionaire Hot Seat thing where yeah, yeah. I talk through it. So immediately I'm thinking like a new age player. Yes. Someone very down to earth and cool. So like Darcy Moore get, it comes to mind. Someone like that. Um, someone who really uses social media and, and relishes it and enjoys it. Um so not a lot of people come to mind with that, actually. A lot of football players don't like using socials. It's someone who... I'll give you another hint. It's yep. someone who has done kisses to another player on the field in a game recently. Yeah, and I'm, that's not coming to mind. I remember there was a couple of famous ones like... Was there a famous Hawthorne one in their their premierships? Don't know. This person does not play for Hawthorne. This person mm. has one post. One post? Yes. They have 120,000 followers. One post. They're followed by these three people when I look it up. Okay. These are the people that were our mutuals that, you know, I sure. follow them this and they follow. for me. Matt's Cravat, which is Matt Preston. Okay. Oh, okay. Matt Preston from yeah. MasterChef's yeah. Um, uh, Instagram handle. Yeah. Peter Hellier. Okay. So it's a Collingwood player. And Matty Gay, who plays for the Melbourne Football Club AFLW team. Oh, okay. I, I assume Strawny would only follow Collingwood players. Um, who's giving someone a kiss? Braden Maynard? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. The answer is Jack Ginnivan. Oh, I should have known that it was Ginny. And it was uh, posted on August 25th. So who did he kiss? Bobby Hill. Little oh, kiss right. here. Oh, at the grand final? No, it was August oh, 20th. Just, a, just there. Stage. Oh, oh, right. Just a little peck on the... I thought it was and like a... someone did always lips. kiss the homies goodnight. Yeah, I love that. Next question. A storied history. And this is our last question, all right? Okay. Before he was roaming Brian... And setting commentary banter attempt records, Broden's best mate, Brian B.T. Taylor, played footy and could actually kick pretty well. Mm. When he wasn't putting boot to ball, which of the following did he list as a hobby? Sure. Hot air ballooning. Gadget operating. <laughs> ten pin bowling. Yeah. Or deep sea fishing. This was in, you know, they used to do questionnaires in the footy record. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? So what's the one he... I could very much see everything except for obviously gadget type operating, which is a little Josh. I could very much see them. I, a 10 pin bowling jumped out at me, but deep sea fishing seems very likely. A lot of footballers seem to like fishing. What was the first one? Hot air ballooning. So that could be something too, because that's really fun and like really expensive and hard to do. So I could see that as like, that's a real passion for someone. So I'm going to go 10-pin bowling. The answer is hot air ballooning. Oh, I made such a good argument for it too. Yeah, I'm a fan. And, and he's also, bloody full of hot air, mate. <laughs> he also, in this question, he was, he was the proprietor of a spa business. Oh. This is BT in the 80s. Oh, very cool. It I think good. I would have preferred BT in the 80s to now. Tom, you lose a couple of nuts, yep. but you did a good job. I did a great job. Thank you. Thank you so much. The good people at Quizmeisters hit that sting. Now onto some very big news. Our boy Jacob Gaynor won the what was it? The employee of GWS Giants. Yeah, the employee award, best employee, sickest employee. And they put a post out where he's the thing and he wins. Yeah. And the post says this wasn't posted by Jacob. Yeah. The man. No one in the world has been more in line for a pay raise in their life. Yeah. Good on him. I want to say. Yeah, well we done. Were, I, do you think we're responsible for this single-handedly? I think yes. We were certainly on the forefront of the movement, I would say. Yes, we, we're responsible for his success yeah, in every way. So, yeah. um, and hard work and, and a good sense of humour. Yes, he did, he's, a, a good sense of humour goes a long way. Yeah. It's very A good sense of humour is very disabling in AFL. Because mm. some people take it very seriously. Yeah. And if you just make a little joke back, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, totally. If someone makes a joke at you when you're being serious, like if you're like, Carl, never lose. And you go, oh, booby, booby. They go, <laughs> they got two ways to go. <laughs> or they go, you're a weirdo, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I you. saw a rumor. Yeah. It was just a rumor. Mm. But I liked the rumor. Yeah. Is that Carlton are quietly trying to 
redevelop, trying to get funding to redevelop Icon Park into like a 60, 70, 80 seater. That'd be grass. Yes, it would be the fucking best thing ever. I think it's actually desperately needed, right? I mean... 60, 70, maybe not, I don't know. But the problem... Yeah, when, 30, 40, maybe. When Princess Park was, a, was an active AFL ground, the problem was there's no way to get there, apart from trams. Right. I'm just trying to remember where it is. Yeah, because there's no parking and... Because the freeway's right there, but... It's near our work. Can you imagine... Yeah. Being at work, parking at work. Oh, my God. Catching the streets tr- of Brunswick are just so bad to drive be, in. But it'd be kind of cool to go to a football game and then go up um, Sydney Road for some dinner. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it would be very cool. If they could work out the infrastructure, then I think that would be grass. They'd need to figure out car parks. You'd have to dig under Princess Park. I mean, they've got the money, Carlton, so do it. And there's trains nearby, actually. There's the ups, upfield line, which yeah. is like a little walk because the zoo's just over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could park at the zoo. Yeah. You could um, get the tram. Just put a fuck ton of trams on. You could park at Barclay Square and go for a wander. Bar- yeah, that would be the problem, wouldn't it? Yeah. The trams at... The, tra- the the traffic on Sydney Road would actually be the yeah, worst Yeah, it's thing. already effed, isn't it? I know it's just a rumour, but I like that rumour. Yeah, it's very cool. Congratulations to Jacob. The other news is our mate Ange Postacoglu, right? Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Close friend. He has taken the Tottenham Hotspur to their best ever start to a season. Not ever. Best start to a season since 1960-61. And they are top as we talk. They may not be anymore because uh, Man City are playing today. But they were top of the table. Yeah, insane. They are. Hang on. Are Man City losing? No, they haven't played yet. Yes. that not that cool? Yeah, it's insane, yeah. This is a guy when oh, I know I talk about it every week. When this season started, they're like, "Why are we getting some second tier loser?" Mm. They may not finish the top, but this is incredible. Yeah, how many games they play? Like a hundred games, don't they? Yeah, I oh, know. They, they, I don't know how many, but they play. They've, he's, they've played eight. They've not lost. Yeah, they've lost they. in the Carabao Cup or whatever they call it. They, he's won six and drawn two. It's so good. Yeah, man. insane. It'll be really cool to see where it's at at the end of the year. Yeah, good on him. Let's have a quick look at the AFL ladder. We'll crack in next week in more detail with the AFLW. Now we can give it our full attention. Mm. As can the community. Get around it. You know what's effed up, right? Um, I know we spoke about this months ago, but there's only... Language, though. Language. There's only effing four we- four games left, bro. Yeah, moves quick, huh? That's insane. Like, it, the AFL season felt like it went for several years. Yes. And then the AFLW season is almost over. It's crazy. And it doesn't, give a, it doesn't get our full attention because the grand final is it's competing <laughs> with the grand final. Exactly. Insanity. So, right at the bottom, we got the Western Bulldogs, who yeah. it's disappointing, right? Because they are one of the foundation teams. Yes. And the other foundation team, Melbourne, is up the top. Not the well, top because we lost. But Yeah, had a poor showing. You watch your fucking mouth. Lost to Adelaide. West Coast. Uh, West. The bottom of the ladder is GWS, West Coast, Bulldogs, Hawthorne, Port. Yeah. Some middling teams. Up the top, Adelaide Crows have not lost. Yep. North Melbourne have lost once. Melbourne have lost. Thank. Just shout out to our mate Marnie Vinyl, mm. who early in the game goes, guess Melbourne are never going to lose. Yeah. And then we lost. It happened at three in the morning or something our time, so I couldn't watch it. I'm violently upset. I was hoping that we were unbeatable, but it looks like someone figured out how to beat us. And the Adelaide Crows lost a lot of good players. And uh, But Adelaide just keeps coming year after year after year. That's yes, but they lost thing. a lot of good players. Yeah, if they win it again, that'll be their fourth win, right? Yeah, they're, they're, they are the powerhouse of the AFLW Adelaide Crows. Because it seems that way, They've yeah. set up... They were the first team that was really, really good. They've set up such a good structure and institution. Ports suck. Mm-hmm. And they've, they're killing it. As a North Melbourne, as our Melbourne, as our Brisbane, they're the four powerhouse wow. teams. You've forgotten about who's in number five, bro. Which is the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, oh. that's great as well. It is. I thought that we were supposed to be really bad. You've won, you've won four and lost two. I will say that all of this is conflicted because there's a good chance, I'd like, you know, that you've played the shit teams. Totally. Hey. But I've got two words for you, Broden. Yeah. Charlie Rowbottom. Who's that? This is the best player. In the world. In the in the W? Yeah, I reckon. In your team? <laughs> Easily. Like, just 20 years old, superstar, 30 disposals that's, every week. Man, <laughs> th- that's what's so exciting about the W is the 20-year-olds. Yes. There's some freak gun 20 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Charlie's having an insane season. Um, the quality is such is so much higher now, by the way. It's, Love that. It's, it's uh, really cool. Uh, so, at six, you've got Carlton, uh, Essendon. And Geelong making at the top eight. That's good. Geelong That's good have eight. moved quickly. Yeah. My prediction for Geelong in the AFLW mm. 
is because that fucking peninsula, or whatever they want to call it, <laughs> yeah. that little part of the world just breeds football players yeah. and they all want to go live there and they all want to wear their cotton on and they all want to be they all want to be boring Geelong people. Dairy farmers. They all want to act like they're farm people, but they're not. They all have yeah. Foxtel. Yeah. They're all still getting Foxtel. They've got Ozstar. They've got a nice Hotondo home. Mm. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. very... And some designer dog... They've all got a designer dog. Yeah. Geelong is going to become... It'll take maybe five years. I don't know. But then all of a sudden, they're just going to be the absolute powerhouse of this yeah. shit. And it's heartbreaking. So that's the top eight. And then you got your... You know. So we'll crack in with Marnie next week and do this in more detail. Great. Can't wait. Uh, but that's how it's looking. Hit those malakas, Tom. All right, guys. Special week. It's the Malacca of the Year. Oh, great. We're doing an early Malacca of the Year, uh, like the AFL football season Malacca of the Year. Yeah, because we're not going to do them going forward, Braden. Am, um, I, am I in the Hall of Fame? You're in the Hall of Fame. So this is not even... I think that someone would need to win Malacca of the Year several times for them to be ki- considered in the Hall of Fame. Okay. But you're in there because you left early for that game. Fuck you. So I said I'd go through and, you know... Find out who won and, you know, collate all the... I didn't, couldn't be bothered with that. I just went through and, <laughs> and, and chose my favourites, all right? Couldn't be, so fu- couldn't be fucking We got up. such a... Uh, quite a comprehensive list here. I said I was going to do this. Couldn't be fucking ass. So, fucking... So, you're going to have to put some focus to this because you're choosing the Suva of the Year and the Malacca of the Year, Brent. Okay? And I'm big choosing it. Yeah, so I, as is tradition, I've... I've come up with the nomination. We can't get the audience to vote somehow. Well, we could have, but no one jumped on Reddit and helped me out. Yeah, didn't have time. Assholes. So a lot of years. One, Ko, strong contender. Oh well, yeah. I mean, they they've sort of connected the AFL community in a way that nothing else can, mm. which is by when people are watching the sport. It just going, no, I'm not going to work anymore. Yeah, it's not going to work. And a shout out, a, a subsidiary um, malaka for me off this is when you make a comment about KO is the person who comes to their defense and goes, what you need to do is actually watch through the stream <laughs> yeah, or to yeah. watch those. Like, you don't understand that it's a problem that you need to say this yes, about KO. Exactly. Um, head knocks. Yeah, brain brain injuries. Brain injuries are a, gets a, str- a strong nomination for marker of the year. Okay, um, as given, on the whole, I've given one to the Scott brothers as a collective. Yeah, yes, that's nice. That's a nice. That's a cute one. Yeah, that's a cute because one. of their uh, evasion of blame. Yeah, and um, then I've given BT one. BT came up a lot in my Malakas across the year. Ryan Taylor, yes, because he uh, is a bad commentator sometimes and it does silly things and ignores um aussie man and yes other things yes and i've gone broden and tom for not fact checking anything and skipping games in the recap well that's unfair that's that's the one that came up a lot marvel stadium oh the cleaners here tom or is that for this room or for the room next door i don't know we'll just ignore it marvel stadium if they come in i'm going to interview them (laughs) that's fine um cane corns yes the lights at the gabba when they went out. This is fun. That's your eight Malakas of the year, Broden. Who's it going to be? Drum roll. We don't really need a drum roll, do, drum roll, do we? Because the answer is our good mates at KO. It always has been. There's an argument that I started this podcast to abuse the shit out of KO. There's Pierre and part of me was like, no, I can't, I can't effectively express <laughs> my hate for this thing. Without a platform. Without, so I'm going to build out a platform. <laughs> yeah. Get sponsors for it. So I can abuse this organization. Yeah, I love it. And throughout the year, there's been two awkward moments. One where they engage with, hi, Broden. Yeah, yeah. And I was I like, you that. don't listen to the podcast. Yeah. Because clearly. if you did, you'd know that I hate you. Yeah, yeah. And two, I got interviewed by them when I went to the boxing. That's that right. Time. Yeah, yeah. The chef mates interviewed me for KO. Yeah. And I was like, none of these people know. And I was on the KO social medias, like talking about boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've got a. I'm too close to them to shit on them, but that's why because we are the advocate for the audience. Exactly. You, you dear friend, and then your suvers. So okay, should I we send it, them? Should we send them something? Yeah, we'll send them a um, like a, a euros, like um, like a voucher for a euros shop, or maybe a modem so they can <laughs> get a better effective internet. All right, so a shorter list of suvers because it was difficult to have any memory. So I've broken it down to four. Yes. I think the Matildas get a massive Suva. Yes. They 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 took the Australia's heart and, and put it on their shoulders and rode it straight into the darkness. Yeah. But 
Do they get a suva because they fumbled the bag quite badly at the end? Is <laughs> my question. I thought they were fantastic, but they did lose the chance for a bronze. That's true. I mean, everyone was like, fucks this shit. Exactly. And then I've given a big suva to gather round. Why? Because it was great. Like, we talk about how much... At the time, it was like, we loved it. We wanted yes. to go back next year. It's it was, true. It was a great little carnival, something yes. special that we'd yes. never experienced before. But how can you say it's a good thing after Brad, what Brad Scott <laughs> told, said about it? It ruined the year. No, no, no. It By was, round 17, Essendon couldn't win because of Gather Round. I, as I was going it's through... It's cost Adrian Dodoro his career. <laughs> as I was going through the year, I was like, that was a genuine highlight. Yes, what else you got? The ashes saving rain. <laughs> so the rain gets a big super um, nomination. Yeah, we retained the ashes because it rained because they got much better and we got shitter. Yes. And then finally, and this is, you could have broken these into three, but I've gone in one. Mm-hmm. The GWS Sydney slash Carlton Redemption Arcs. Because that was just so phenomenal that there was yeah, three, three teams that were so... Down the low of the ladder. Yes. And they all made the finals and all had a good run. Yes. So that was pretty special in a oh, season. They're good ones, Tom. Do you know yeah. what? Yeah. Drum roll. I'm going to give a notable mention to the Tillies. Yeah. But because this is a AFL podcast, mm-hmm. I feel an obligation to award the Souvlaker of the Year. To the GWS joint. Okay. Do some celebration. Celebration. Not not you. Um, Incredible. Incredible. They there was the best year to watch. I feel like we were connected to it too because early on we were like, hey, you got to watch this team. Yeah. You were like, Cornelio doesn't play anymore. And I was like, he's actually the best player on the team. He's still not in their top 10, but. You fucking idiot. (laughs) You fucking idiot. He might be in their top five, but. He's fucking awesome, man. He's great. He's you know, he had a much better year than he has had previously. When, uh, what was the guy's name? The ex Louis, Louis. What was their old coach? Louis. Oh, Lu- Lu- yeah, Lewis Cameron. No, that's not a name. That's <laughs> not a name. Lewis. Lewis. Louis. Lou. I can see him in my head. Lou. Lou. Uh, his name is Leon. Leon Cameron. Yeah. Lewis Cameron. <laughs> uh, just you abused the shit out of him every day, and it didn't work for him. Yeah. And now he's a gun. Yeah, he's alright. He's very good. And that it was just nice. It was lovely. Just, there's so many nice characters and personalities. They deserve the silver yeah. of the year. And it was a mon- wonderful year. Congratulations to KO and to the GWS Giants. No mm. surprises there. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you got any songs to recommend? I do. I actually do, actually. Yeah, While you're doing that, a little rec- I'm going to just uh, a little band who are worth listening to. They are from Canada. Okay. Uh, the lead singer is uh, has a really nice gravelly voice. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a few albums that have been quite successful everywhere. Um, their name is um, uh, Nickelback. Oh, right. Never made Nickelback. it as a wise man. <laughs> him here. So they, they just play rock and roll, just oh, classic rock and roll. Can't get it anywhere. You know, when I'm on the work site, yeah. when I'm on the work site, um, I like a no-repeat work day. Yeah. And so Triple M are great for that. And just a bit of back, you know what I mean? Yeah, bit, I of, bit of nickel. Bit of nickel and back. This song's about an ex-girlfriend, I imagine. Yeah, this song's rats. Speaking of which, Jimmy Pop from the Bloodhound Gang came to our show in Philly last night. He was really nice. Not as confident as I thought he would be. Yeah, no. He was awesome. He was really lovely. To our young audience who are saying, who are the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> They're pretty wacky and out there. This, You know them. You know this song. Mm, Jimmy Pop. Song. This is the song of our childhood. Yes, one of the, one of the big hits. Some of them running around like monkeys. Yeah, I like the fire, fire, motherfucker burn one. Yes, that they yes, yeah, yes. That's my favorite. Sweat, baby, sweat, baby, sex is a Texas drought. Me and you do the kind of stuff that only Prince would sing about. So put your hand. Anyway. Yeah, and what's who's song. your actual one, Tom? So um, there's a project um, out of Melbourne called Flyboy Jack. When you, what do you mean a project? Well, we call it a project because it's um, it's a duo of like two separate artists that have come together for a project. Why don't you just say a good old fashioned fucking band? All right, they're a band. It's um, Jujo Beats. Who's, you can um, say project. Yeah, it's a project from Jujo Beats and uh, Jordan Dennis. Um, uh, one of them's a fun name and one of them's a normal name. Yeah, so Julian um, goes as Juju Beats now. Um, is, a, is a friend of the pod and taught me how to DJ back in the day. And they're just doing awesome, fun, cool hip-hop. And 
they're super underrated. I thought they would have blown up by now because they're doing amazing stuff. I can't find this song on Spotify. Go um, Flyboy Jack, Breton. It's a band is the, is the name of it, Flyboy Jack. You just said they're a project. Oh, sorry, it's a project. Um, What's the song? Uh, well, what songs have we got? You know what? I like... I like the weed walk one. That's fun. Sounds like sounds like Snoop Dogg. Exactly. It's a lot of fun, out there, cool stuff. I respect that. Fucking great. All right. Well, we'll be back to give you a wall-to-wall recap of trade radio. Do yep. not go anywhere because we're going to talk about trade radio Marns, we'll get Marns on next week for a lovely banter. Enjoy a little clip from the live tour this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you again to Quizmeisters, 150 shows a week. Quizmeisters is Australia's most popular and least shit trivia. They do custom shows. So if you're keen to ensure your work party, your next birthday, the other special events don't suck, they'll sling you 10% off with the code bounce that pill. Head to quizmeisters.com slash the footy to find your nearest venue or to book a show. Have a great weekend. Bounce that.